welcome everybody back to the nudist colony, the no tea, low tea, Kramanitly New Metal Discussion Podcast. My name is Ross. <laughs> I can't look at you. Have <laughs> <laughs> you never heard that before? I've heard that expression, okay. but not since uh, all of my grandparents died. Have well, I heard <laughs> I don't know where it came from. <laughs> the recesses of my mind. First of all, like when you started, you said, Welcome, everybody. Back. <laughs> There's like a pause there. Lost it. <laughs> Look, we're uh, recording the second episode tonight. Taking a deuce. Yeah. So we just recorded the Hidden Track episode. We're here recording the yeah. uh, album review episode for Seven Dust's Home. And uh, look, this is right after the time change. The time change right after. just happened yeah. uh, a couple of days ago. And look, sure, that's more than hours ago. Yeah. But even still, like, we're still acclimating to this. Like, Truly. Uh, right now it's 9.03 yeah. here in Oklahoma. But it wa- this time last week would have been 10.03. This is about the time where we start getting loopy and tired. This is true. So... How is punchy. this going to go? I, it, it can go any number of ways, but yeah. one way it should definitely go is, well, first of all, me introducing myself. My name is Brent. And secondly, is by throwing it over to you because you had something you wanted to say about one of the band's yeah. uh, songs that you played on the last episode, the Hidden Track episode, which was uh, uh, Blue Oyster Cult. Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, the band was called Blue Easter Cult. Mm-hmm. And it turns out you should fear the Reaper. Yeah. Not because he's going to kill you, but he's just not great at like board games and stuff. You've seen Bill and Ted's and Excellent Adventure. He needs more cowbell. <laughs> That's still relevant, right? Of course, yeah. Cowbell. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so a uh, little I, – I meant to mention this last episode, so I'm just going to take care of it up top here. But it, but it works here because it is new Metal related. It is new Metal related. Yeah. Uh, so last last week uh, I played uh, Speed of Light, mm-hmm. uh, this band um, that I'm, I'm really digging right now. Uh, but I discovered them through West Borland's podcast, um, w- where they had a um, like a contest, like a battle of the bands type contest. And I think they were the, either the winner or one of the top ones. But they ended up like getting like the record deal through. Uh, Wes's label, or I, I, I don't remember the exact specifics, but I discovered them via Wes. And since it's new metal related, I, I wanted to to drop that null, short for knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, drop that null on everybody uh, that uh, Wes helped me discover them. Um, and uh, so thanks, Wes. We know you're listening. We know you're a fan. Obviously, you know. Uh, shout out, shout out, man. I mean, hey, you're one of our biggest. You're one of our biggest fans. You're one of our biggest contributors. Mm-hmm. You keep us going. Hopefully. Yeah. You okay. keep us alive you keep us rock hard mm-hmm. and you keep us i'm just gonna say it rocking out man oh my god <laughs> I mean, we're just rock it's like you just thought about rock music like rock and roll man i heard somebody say this on uh or maybe i <laughs> i think it was a meme that i read actually okay turns out it's not literature it's just a meme uh, well, because you don't classically say. don't read books. I, you know, I just I I read one and that was enough. Yeah. Um, you read Lolita, right? Yeah, I was. You know, 
I was about to catch that flight. I kind of wanted to see what I was sure. getting myself into, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I was just, I was just so excited for a foot rub, you know? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> you and Matt Groening were uh-huh. just like, yeah. what are we going, what's it going to be like? <laughs> oh, so his name, oh, okay, so it has an MG on Homer's design. I, okay, I get it. I get it. Boy. <laughs> no, that's, not, that's not good. <laughs> nice try, boy. Homer. <laughs> That was my march. <laughs> I thought it was Mo. <laughs> <laughs> but um Yeah. What was I talking about? What were we um, talking about? You read a meme. Yeah, I read a meme that said, Why is metal called metal? And it's because it's heavier than rock. I was like, okay. Sure. Whoa. That works for me, dude. Dude. Mm-hmm. Mind equals blown. Is it bad that emoji with Head explode, <laughs> like not even a joke. Dude. Is it bad that I wanted to tell that story, and it was clearly not about a book; it was about a meme. But I got lost, uh, just trying to get back to the point that I was trying We're to. We're old men; yeah, our brains are failing us. L- look, it's the time change as we speak. Uh, th- that really does fuck me up. Yeah, like what are we doing? Like it feels like we should, like we do get the hour back. We're one of the uh, the state, one of the many states of the United States where the uh, time falls back. So we gain an hour technically uh, yeah. on that Sunday when it uh, time changes. But we pay for it because it's like an hour that we maybe get to sleep in. But then, but it's we, like on a weekend, so who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it should really be at like Sunday into Monday. You know? Yeah. Give yourself a little bit of a treat. Something. Yeah. Something's got to change. Mm-hmm. I think Trump's going to do it. <laughs> well, according to Aaron Lewis, uh, well, that that's probably not going to happen. That's like very much like a, a beta move, right? Is uh, mm-hmm. being so fawning and um, praiseful of this guy that you just... He like wouldn't... Aaron Lewis just really wants... Uh, dipshit Donnie to be his boyfriend. Yeah. That's just like... And guess what? what? He wouldn't like you if he met you, Aaron. <laughs> we know you're listening. He wouldn't like you, okay? Mm. He... This whole... How the fuck did he manage to convince half of this country that he's on the side of the working man is... Uh, it is mind-blowing to me mm-hmm. that any worker out there, any working man... Or woman, I mean, you know, mankind. Any working human being could l- listen to this man. Have no, he's been in the public eye for decades, and think, yeah, he's going to stick up for Middle America. No, he literally said, he literally said, if I ever run for president, I'm going to run as a Republican because they're dumb and they're easier to to trick. That was uh, debunked. That was uh, like a fake thing. Was it? That's yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like, like, <laughs> sounds like he'd say. Yeah, I know. He voted Democrat for the longest time. I mean, he went to fucking he went to Chelsea Clinton's wedding, and like, boy, like he's gonna throw Hillary in jail. Like, no, he's fucking not. He is part. He he's a new he's a New York real estate mogul. How the fuck do you think he gives a shit about anybody but himself? He has a gold toilet. He has a gold goddamn toilet. Do you think he cares about the working man? No. I, I, 
don't, don't don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> no, he sucks. He sucks real bad. He's such a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I swear to God. He's well. been a piece of, he's been a piece of shit before he ran for president. Like even before the 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 birther bullshit. Like he's been a piece of shit. He was on the, he used to be on the Howard Stern show a lot. I used to listen to the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. He would call in and he would say like like vile outrageous things but back then it was funny because he was just some like dipshit you mm-hmm. know and like howard stern had all kinds of dipshits on there that you like laugh at you know mm-hmm. and he would go on there and talk about how he wanted to fuck his daughter and it's just like everybody just fucking forgot I, wh- I don't know i saw him hold up a bible once so i think he's he's on the side. upside down <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ uh, everybody like says i love the holy bible <sighs> Great. My favorite, my favorite uh, chapter is two Corinthians, <laughs> one cup, <laughs> two, two Corinthians, one cup, one Russian woman peeing on my face, <laughs> two Corinthians, one chalice. <laughs> All right, enough of this piece of shit. Fuck you know, off. Oh my Donald god, Donald Trump. He fucking sucks a turd. If 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 you could kill Aaron Lewis and no one would find out, would you do it? How about this? Okay, wouldn't it be hilarious if? Um, a coyote ate him. Uh, if a pack of coyotes attacked, <laughs> they've killed like shit Donnie. They've killed like two people in uh, in all of like recorded history, but like the third one is Aaron Lewis. Just like like the orcas, you know, figured out how to attack yachts because mm. uh, one of them, like I think, kill uh, one of them got hit by a yacht or something, and, and the orcas. Have you you know about this? You heard about this? You, uh, you hear about that? The orcas are like attacking boats and like sinking oh. yachts and stuff. Wow, wild, fucking awesome! That, I love orcas. This is like going on like it's in modern now. times. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it's happening now. They just did it like two days ago. They sunk another one. Holy shit! They sunk their battleship. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it's awesome. It's fucking cool. The uh, the orca went to his uh, pod of pals. He's like, I red pegged him. <laughs> I red pegged him good. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, do you, is there anything we want to talk about up top before we before we get into today's album? I mean, I think uh, everything we wanted to discuss was uh, just discussed. You know? Okay, cool. So well, let's just dive into this fucking banger. Let's fucking jump into it. Today we are covering Seven Dust Home, their sophomoric effort mm-hmm. into. Um, I mean, look, I, they're they're listed as new metal. Uh, Taking mm. that, I mean, I, I think you could make an argument that they're. Um, I mean, I guess we've established new metals is is a pretty big tent, so they yeah. technically fall underneath it. But I think mm. I think you could easily make an argument that they uh, kind of transcend uh, new metal a little bit. Just it's just like a hard rock band. Yeah, that's this is exactly what I was thinking when I listened to this album uh, over the past week. Yeah, uh, I mean, two weeks. Wink. Um, Look, we are, we're recording this episode one week from Rearspin. Yeah. One week since uh, we recorded the POD episode. We're jumping right into this one, uh, trying yeah. to play catch up. And um, I used to own this album, listen to it all the time. And I haven't listened to this in maybe 15 years or so. Ooh, yeah. Maybe like a song here and there, like on the radio or whatever. And it's not for any reason in particular. It's just one of the albums that's kind of fallen by the wayside over time. Right. And uh, I got to say, this was a treat to go back to because there was a lot of uh, nostalgia in this for me. But also, I feel like there's a lot of like quality 
chugging in there. Oh, like, there's a lot of chugging in here. I've uh, complained before about other albums from other bands where it's just like chugging. Cold Chamber's a good example of that, right? Yeah. So that was just like pretty much just chugging the entire time. Uninteresting chugging. Uninteresting chugging. And then it like Band plods name. along. <laughs> Uninteresting chugging. Where all my UC heads at? <laughs> um, but it would just like plot along and it wasn't varied and there was no change in tempo or, yeah. or any, like yeah. all the instruments were playing at the same time. There's no, uh, let's let these eight bars go to just the bass player and the, the drums or whatever. Then the guitar sure. comes in. It was just like all, it's just constant, just chugging. Right. This has a lot of no chugging. dynamics. Right. This has a lot of chugging, but there's also like little like flourishes in there, yeah. you know, that add to it. Plus, uh, Lejean Witherspoon is an incredible vocalist. There's three vocalists in this band. Yeah. And uh, that they really like work that to its um, maximum effort. Truly. I think. And uh, yeah, just not to like spoil the review before the review, but uh, this was just an enjoyable week yeah. for me. We're Seven Dust fans. We're just Seven Dust fans, man. I mean, just chop me up a fat line of that Seven Dust. Let me snort it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's probably gonna kill me because Seven Dust is a weed killer. So probably kill me because <laughs> I smoke weed all the time, bro. <laughs> oh shit! Oh well, shit! I might as well be made of weed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I actually don't smoke that much anymore. But um, uh, yeah. So th this, uh, yeah, we don't want to spoil it, but uh, I, I think if you've listened to our previous Seven Dust uh, episode, we, mm -hmm. we both very much enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, we're both Seven Dust fans. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like same, same, same with me where I, I had this album back in the day, but I haven't listened to it in a long time. Not for any particular reason. It just, you know, there's a lot of albums out there and just some of them kind of fall to the wayside. But yeah, this is one of those where, you know, uh, I hear a seven dust song come on like the radio or like a Spotify, you know, if I put it on random or something and a seven dust album or song comes on, I'm like, fuck yes. Mm -hmm. Like it's never, I'm never like skip, never skip a seven dust. Yeah. It's always, well, always banging. One of my favorite things to read about Seven Dust is old interviews with other bands that have played with Seven Dust. Oh, where yeah. they're like, without fail, every band is like, yeah, you do not want to play after Seven Dust because they just go fucking hard. And I was like, yes, before like Slipknot hit the scene, Seven Dust was the band. They were like the live hard rock band to yes. see. And Truly. Uh, I, I feel like they probably hold up to that standard today. I mean, I, 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 uh, on Spotify, they, they do show like upcoming dates for like, mm -hmm. for, like they're on tour or something. And I was like, I, I was just curious. I'm like, I wonder if they're coming anywhere close. They're not. <laughs> but, um, I looked up their tour dates. They're like booked. If not every day, every other day for like the rest of the year. Damn. Like, I, I know that that's been like a thing that I've always heard about seven dust was like, they're a touring band. Yeah. They're hard workers. Yeah. They're just always on the fucking road. Mm hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it shows I've been to a seven dust show. It wasn't just a seven dust show. It was like, a, um, it was something that Tulsa had that was a, uh, like, like a, like a, like a free concert, but it was like all oh. of downtown okay, where, and yeah. then they had like multiple stages. And so they had all the streets blocked off. So you mm -hmm. could like just walk around. Tulsa does that um, a couple times a year, usually, mm -hmm. um, or used to pre pre COVID. It's I don't like know. a block party type thing. Yeah. 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 And uh, they'll have a bunch of bands playing, and Seven Dust played, and it was like, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. like, because it's downtown, so and and people who haven't been to Tulsa may think like, oh, Tulsa, you know, it's a little, little what? Like we we have really tall 
buildings downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually got a really gorgeous downtown. We have a lot of uh, Tulsa is like one of the Art Deco capitals of the U.S. or something. Like we have the most mm-hmm. Art Deco buildings per capita or something. Um, kind of like Chicago has a lot of Art Deco, but uh, Tulsa for its size has a lot because they blew up in the twenties uh, during the the oil boom. Um, so, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people that were involved in that, like Gilcrease, Philbrook, you've probably heard these because they both have museums here in Tulsa. They're families that were oil families, uh, and, and we're both very much interested in art and, um, uh, supporting artistry. And so Tulsa has like a really, really deep art background, mm-hmm. um, like way more than like Oklahoma city, fuck Oklahoma city. It's <laughs> I, there's Oklahoma city fucking sucks. We do have a weird beef with OKC for some reason. And it's. Like, people who are not from Tulsa or not from Oklahoma City just see both cities as exactly the same thing. They both have, like, a Sheridan Street or whatever. I mean, if, if, you're, not, if it, you're not from Oklahoma, yes. maybe, yeah, yeah. But, like, being from this part of the state, I'm yeah. like, oh, these motherfuckers. I mean, it's like, it's like all strip malls and fucking concrete. Like, mm-hmm. they, don't have, they don't have that many. They have some trees, but... Tulsa is like a is like a fucking jungle compared to Oklahoma City. They actually had one of their um, trees taken away by the city because of like ordinance costs and stuff like that. I guess you could say it was tree possessed. I guess <laughs> I guess you could say it was tree possessed. <laughs> no, it was good. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, it was, it was, it was a, it was a rocking concert, man. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, I, I would, I would definitely, if they were coming anywhere close, uh, well, I say that if they were coming to Tulsa, I'd go see them. <laughs> I want, uh, uh, Seven Dust and like Limp Biscuit to play a show together, like here at like, uh, one of the major like convention centers or whatever. Yeah. Just like, I know. Sometimes they come through and they play um, uh, like Rocklahoma. I don't yeah. really want to go to a festival. No, I don't. I don't have to go through all that that headache. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going seeing like a show, like a, a double bill show like that. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like fucking rad. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be so cool. Let's put it together. All right, here we go. The nudist colony present. Where are you going? Go to my house. Hey. <laughs> Go play in my backyard. <laughs> we'll fill it up. Yeah, we'll sell it out. Real easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don't step on the squirrels. Yeah, I would love, I would absolutely love to see them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so today we are talking uh, Seven Dust Home. Home. Uh, this was released August 24th, 1999. I was like, wow, this date seems familiar to me. And it's because it's the same date as POD's The Fundamental Elements of Southtown came out. So That's, that's like, interesting yeah, that's because there's another link between these two albums that uh, I'll discuss uh, shortly, actually. Okay. Um, so this was put out by TVT Records. TVT Records... A record company that was initially founded on like um, like TV theme songs. That was like their major like output there for a little bit. Really? Yeah. And then like uh, a band that you and I both love, Gravity Kills. Yes. They had an album, or I think maybe their first two albums came out on that TVT. Right, yeah. And uh, they were like one of the bigger acts on that label. But there was a lot of like, I don't know, like tumult or whatever that happened with that record company and i read up about them like very briefly on wikipedia and they like went out of business because of bankruptcy in like 2007 2008 something like that yeah but like it it seemed like a and didn't they seven just got pretty fucked over on their first i was gonna say that that seemed to be the case with a lot of acts that were signed there yeah i mean they were like 
it's a record company that's putting out like you know fucking albums with music from the honeymooners and right you know, shit like that. so yeah. uh you know maybe they didn't have the proper uh people in place to uh handle up-and-coming bands yeah um i uh i wish i could remember where, where i read this um but it was a uh, it, it was it was magazine or website or something uh, a guy talking about how uh he, he used to do uh promotions for bands oh yeah and uh he said uh, that w- one of the things that made him like realize that he just wanted out of this industry, he said that he was helping Gravity Kills mm. uh, do do promotions, and he said that he was in a uh, he was in a uh, I, I assume it was probably Z one hundred four point five, but he said he was he was in a uh, a radio station and they were doing like a you know promo they were coming because mm-hmm. they're going to play that night or whatever and he said uh you know he, he was sitting there watching gravity kills in tulsa oklahoma they were flirting with some like 18 year old groupie hmm. uh that was like missing half of her teeth and uh he said it was so depressing watching these like rock like these you know uh, not super famous rock stars you know flirt with like young groupies and it was just funny because it was like tulsa oklahoma <laughs> gravity kills and then, like, a woman missing her teeth. <laughs> well, <laughs> sums all, it up. All things we're familiar <laughs> yeah. with. Uh, yeah. Struck, real, real struck home. But I was like, yeah. hey, I, I know all of those things. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah, we're back on the map, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, this this uh, this album has the same personnel as before, as far as the uh, actual band members, which is uh, LeJohn Witherspoon on lead vocals, Clint Lowry on lead guitar and backing vocals, John Connolly on rhythm guitar, Vinnie Hornsby on bass and Morgan Rose on drums and backing vocals. There are a few additional musicians as well, but I'm sure we will uh, get to them. Uh, I guess one of them I can mention is uh, actually I'm going to mention all, all of them, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, uh, Pony One does additional vocals on Bender. Now, Pony One is yes. Chino Marino. Yes. I don't know why he's labeled as Pony One, but I guess it's. Quasi related to uh, I do know thing. why he okay. was able to yeah. um, So apparently he he said he just wanted to he said he wanted to go by an alias for this for this one specific um, guest spot right. Hmm. Um, well his uh, his middle name is uh, Wong, W O N G, and so uh, they they said you know how do you want to be credited? He said uh, Pony Wong, and oh. I guess it was like a miscommunication. They heard Pony One. Oh. And so that's what he was he was credited as, uh, but he said that that I he didn't explain why, but he said that was ended up uh, why they ended up calling it uh, White Pony. Oh, so is he part white though? Uh, no, but I think that's a reference to cocaine because he he was a big cokehead. Huh. So I don't. But know. I, th- I think White Pony is also a uh, it's like a slang slang term for cocaine. But I know he was a he was a big like uppers guy. He did a lot of speed and coke and stuff back in the day. That's wild to me because he seems like such the like a relaxed dude. He doesn't seem like he's in any hurry to get any type of vocal performance out of his body. You yeah. know, like and that's I don't, what I love about him though. I know that's why people <laughs> love him. But him. like it's just um cocaine does not it doesn't compute with me. Like I, I believe you, but it's just you know, hey, you know, he, he may be may may have like ADHD or something. I know mm-hmm. people that uh, that that have that certain 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 conditions. Uh, uppers like slow them down. Oh, um, so it's like Ritalin. 
Uh, you know, they give them to like kids with like hyperactive mm-hmm. uh, disorder. Uh, Ritalin's like uh, amphetamine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, same thing with like uh, Adderall. Um, it, it's something that basically whenever a person is like super hyperactive, they mm-hmm. take the speed and it slows them down as opposed mm-hmm. to a person that doesn't have that condition. They take it and it cranks them up. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't I don't I don't know Chino's medical background. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I have it right here. OK, I was going to say, why are you on the show? <laughs> Digging through the crates on like medical <laughs> history. <laughs> Um, and then the uh, the next person I want to mention is the uh, woman known as Skin. Yeah. From Skunk Annecy. She uh, does additional vocals on Licking Cream. Uh, how is Licking Cream spelled on your version of the album? Because when I pulled it up on Apple Music, like the original version is. Krim. Yeah. Yeah. The original version is just C R E A M. But then, oh. like, it's been retitled to Krim. Krim, yes. Licking Krim. Uh, that's my alter ego, licking cream. <laughs> and then uh, Troy McLawhorn. Oh, by the way, the, the skunk. Anansi. 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 You don't pronounce the uh, um, the uh, word differently than me. Okay. It's the, it's the oh, difference. I'm yeah. sorry. A lot of people don't get uh, that. They're like people. huge in Europe, apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was reading up on them too. Uh, I've never heard of them. I think they're. Um, Maybe like a like a, a, a they have like a cult following that type of. They've got well. over a million monthly listeners on uh, Spotify. Yeah, pretty more solid, than but... uh, Seven Dust has, which is pretty Damn. shocking. Damn. Um, but uh, uh, there, uh, Anansi is a I, th- I believe it's a uh, from uh, Ghana. I believe it's a uh, a, a what would it be Ghana? Ghana, the the country in Africa. Mm. Um, is a uh, Anansi is the uh, spider trickster figure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, did you watch American Gods by chance? No, but I've read some Spider-Man comics, and okay, I believe yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> appeared in there. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so I know everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I played a video game called uh, called Star Fox. I think I'm familiar with the uh, the lore <laughs> of the planet Jupiter. Uh. Um, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say that uh, uh, she's uh, she's good. I, I she's remember really good. <laughs> she was uh, or the band uh, was um, kind of like circled the edges of new metal back in the day. And I remember yeah. seeing like she has a very like striking presence. She's yes. like uh, 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 Grace Jones from back in the day. Yes, it's like a, a, a black woman it's with with dark not skin. Not terrifying. <laughs> right, and uh, like a shaved head. She looks Grace Jones awesome. is like uh, like an image character come to life, <laughs> like truly. Yeah, like her and Dolph Lundgren like w- would be the perfect like if Image ever like needed just to to make a movie back in the nineties, they would be perfect for it. Yeah, I know. I mean, he was close. He was the Punisher there for a little oh, bit. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, 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 the Skunk Band. Uh, yeah. they were, they were, I would see their names come up in, um, like new metal magazines and, and, uh, oh, okay. this type of thing. And, um, I never really heard any of their music before. Like I heard this song. I was like, oh man, she sounds great on here. I wonder what their band sounds like. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm, uh, poor and, uh, I don't want to just drop, uh, like $23 on a CD of a band's music that I've never heard of. Because they right. didn't even have, um, like, on our local radio station, they would have Sunday nights where they would play more, like, yeah. deep cuts or whatever for a couple of hours. 
and I never heard them come up on that, you know, and yeah. um, I don't know. I was just, I'd never heard any of their music. So I took this opportunity to go through and listen to a couple of songs from the band. And I was like, oh, okay. And this is a little bit different than what I was expecting. Like her performance mm -hmm. with uh, her band is different than what she does here. Yeah. But um, that's good. I I think we came out ahead on this one. Yeah. No disrespect to their band. It's just, you know. Different than uh, what what I typically gravitate toward. Sure. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. You don't like European people. That's fine. I really, I, you know, I I can't argue with that. Um, like if we kicked your ass back in 1886, <laughs> we'll do it a fucking again. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, when did we do this? Uh, when did we do this, baby? <laughs> 1886. I don't know. 1886 Columbus Limey fucks <laughs> Oh boy I like Go eat English. your beans and taste Fucking that's not a breakfast Goddamn animals I like that it was uh, an English person that was saying that Or w were they saying that to an American? Oh wait Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yes to all of that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, so back to the matter at hand, and then we have Troy McLaughorn, who sounds like a character off of Yellowstone, who plays guitar. Hi, I'm Troy McLaughlin. <laughs> he plays additional guitar on Bender. So, I, I mean, they already have two guitarists, but they were like, hey, let's, let's get this other guy in here. Yeah. Troy McLaughorn, he said he's going to arrest everyone here unless he gets to play guitar. <laughs> That's true. He had... Really? <laughs> I believe you. He had one of those cattle prods. It's <laughs> like, I will fuck some people up, you know? Oh, man. Damn. Uh, I used to play with cattle prods all the time back in the day. Did you really? Yeah. I grew up on a, I grew up on a farm. Yeah. But we I had cattle prods, you. like <laughs> electric. You stick, like prod them? Stick each other with them. Or the fun part was somebody would be holding on to like a like a like a fence like a with like metal fences you know yeah and you could just like they'd be holding on to it and you could be like quite a far a bit away and just touch it onto the metal rod and it would shock the shit out of them. Holy shit! It was fun. It was good times. I made my brother pee on an electric fence one time. <laughs> I told him it felt good like an orgasm. He's like, and he's like, I didn't even know what an orgasm felt like. I was yeah. just like, it's like sex, man. He's yeah. like, oh, okay. And like he peed on an electric fence and like screamed and ran and told my mom. Damn. And this was this summer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just the other day. Uh, all right. So, uh, like you said, this is the second studio album by the band. It was recorded in Longview Farm in uh, North Brookfield, Massachusetts. So, right there by the fucking Boston Harbor. Now, it was produced by Toby Wright and Seven Dust. Toby Wright. He's worked with artists such as Primus, Slayer, Alice in Chains, Metallica, Soulfly, Korn. So a lot of bands that are relevant to the album that we're talking about sure. today. Um, as far as touring uh, to support the album, they appeared at Woodstock 99, which I believe we had mentioned when we had Mitch and Boozy on for the episode. Mm. Just kind of going through the list of some yeah, of the artists yeah, yeah. that played. Um, again, Seven Dust puts on an incredible fucking show. Yeah. It just frustrates me that people are like, oh, Limp Biscuit fucking ruined Woodstock 99. Guys. No. We got to live in this reality. Okay. No. We have to agree that the earth. <laughs> the earth. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. We have to agree that the earth is round and that Limp Biscuit did not destroy Woodstock yeah. 99. It was. And that Biden stole the election. Oh, that's. I didn't even think that was debatable, honestly. I mean. He stole. Just let him have it. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like, eh, you know, it's like when you give your grandpa a Game Boy. I'll tell you what I'm afraid of. Hunter Biden going to win the election. I mean, I from what I can tell, he's running. I don't know why Republicans would be talking so much about him unless he was running for president. I, I'll tell you this right now. I'm not voting for Hunter Biden. I'm not doing it. Well, put my foot down. Not voting for Hunter Biden. Smash cut too. <laughs> Sucking him off. Well, he thought he gave me coke. It's just in full view this time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Woodstock '99. They uh, they did that. They've toured with a lot of bands that uh, are kind of relevant. Probably to, toured with everyone as much as they toured. Well, let me give you the list here. So Corn, the uh, Aaron Lewis <laughs> fronted band Stained. Uh, cum stained, <laughs> yeah. Nonpoint, Godsmack, Mudvayne, Mushroom Head, Power Man Five Thousand, Creed, Kid Rock, Machine Head, Limp Bizkit, Disturbed, and Metallica. So a lot of bands, yeah. Again, like in the new metal adjacent world, and um, so I would literally rather listen to a cum stain dry than listen to Stained the band, like this. Oh, the sound of like okay, so just, just I mean I'm sure somebody it's like is almost inaudible, but I would rather listen to it. Yeah, you'd probably get like more out of it. It's like oh, what did that sound mean? Yeah, like artistically, what did that mean? When it's like drawing on my wife's back, I like to. <laughs> Shit, sorry. <coughs> Who said that? Get out of here, pervert! Oh, me sorry, man. Me go back to my my papa Tom Hanks's house. Chet. I'm sorry. Chet. All right. So uh, this this album, let's talk about the sales of yeah. this album. So yeah. you mentioned that Seven Dust has less than a million Spotify listens. Per right month. under. They're like at 900 something thousand. Yeah. <sighs> so close. This is disappointing to me. Yeah. Seven Dust is one of our true American treasures. I, honestly, yes. I just, um, no, look, I haven't kept up with the band over their entire career. But I just feel better about reality knowing that Seven Dust is out there. If you, oh, listen, if you sure, put your yeah. ear to the wind on a, 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 a cool October night, you know, you might hear Seven Dust up on the wind. You know, it's just, it's just good to know that they're out there doing their thing, you know? Left, right. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> so imagine my shock and dismay when I read on Wikipedia, so it has to be true, that not only did this album peak at number 19 on the Billboard 200, like, I, okay, it's, I mean, it's 1999, there's a lot of, like, big acts coming out, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. new metal is, like, uh, beginning its peak, mm -hmm. so, okay, a lot of bands coming out, okay, that's fine. And then you have a lot of, like, boy bands and uh, pop stars, Britney Spears, yeah. etc. So, sure, they're going to be fighting for chart space. All right, True. 19... Not so bad in, in, good. in the grand scheme of things. However, this album has been certified only gold in the U.S., meaning 500 units were sold, and it seems awfully low to me. Yeah. It's, um, we got to get those numbers up there, you know? Let's just go buy a bunch of, uh, Slipknot, a bunch, bunch of Seven Dust albums. I, we might have to. They should have platinum, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it deserves it. I mean, they're, 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 they're one of the best. Look, not to, uh, not to go t again too uh, too deep on my thoughts on this album like mm -hmm. this album deserves like platinum status sure like we've we've reviewed albums before that went platinum and i was like really yeah okay 
We're going to do this? Cup stained. This is uh, one of the fundamental elements of new metal. You want to put another platinum status there? They should be. They should have mortal sins and POD. I think so, by I mean, far. They should have mortal sins in a lot of the bands that we've played. Mm-hmm. Yep. But hey, we're we're here to do a service, yep. so we'll uh, do our best to make this as appealing as possible for people to check out. And uh, yes. So let's talk about these singles. This album has three of them. First single, denial. Second one, waffle. Love that. Third one, licking cream. I don't think licking cream ever made it to radio here not that i heard i remember hearing the first two for sure yeah, but uh absolutely it's a shame that licking cream didn't uh wasn't the one to like shoot them into the stratosphere because like like i got thoughts on the song that we'll get to but uh okay. i i really felt like that uh that could have been the one you know um <laughs> let's talk about uh, the album title home just very simple straightforward yeah. basic um kind of like the cover itself it's just uh it's like green and white cover mm-hmm. like a little I don't know, it's like a claymation-looking hand or whatever writing the word home. Yeah. What do you think that's about? I don't know. Cool. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's it's fine. I don't really know what... It, it doesn't seem like it really has like a deeper meaning. Mm. It seems like it's just like... A, they probably could have picked a better picture, honestly. They probably could have picked a better cover. Yeah. Like, it's a little bland, I mean... I was thinking about this, and because uh, I agree, and then I was like, "Are there any good Seven Dust album covers?" <laughs> because like the first one, I kind of like, like a, that weird one. like swirly one. Yeah. Um, and then another know. one's like the there's like a boy with an apple for a head or something like yeah, that. Yeah, animosity. That's the yeah the next one. That one's like better. At least like it kind of jumps out at you a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this this album cover would, doesn't look like. If I just saw it, like, and I didn't know anything about Seven Dust, I would just, like, flip right past it, because yeah. it doesn't. Oh, E.T. phoned this one. Okay. That's the second E.T. joke I've made tonight, <laughs> yes, it is. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yep. The first one was <laughs> between me, Ross, and my wife in the <laughs> living room talking about scones. E.T. phone scone. This, yep. That's the punchline. That's all you need to know. Yep. Um, that was funny. Th- thank you. Uh, so, I, uh, I I wonder if the, the album title Home relates to this being their sophomore effort. The first album they went and they toured, and like we've talked about, Seven Dust goes hard when they play live. So yeah. I'm wondering if home relates to, hey, we just you know spent so much time away from our home on uh, that first album that now we're like, we've had time to, to be out in the world a yeah. lot, and uh, now we miss coming home or something like that. Well, this is a, this is another one kind of like we did with, with uh, like we ran into with P.O.D., where there's just not a whole lot of info out there about mm-hmm. this album. Um, I did some digging, but I couldn't find a whole lot. Yeah. Um, couldn't find anything that pertained to why it was named home for sure. Um, yeah, just, it's like, I found like a couple of interviews, but they were very just like surface level interviews. I didn't really go into any kind of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple interviews, uh, that, you know, were, were done back in like 99 or whatever. And, are just gone from the internet now. They're just mm. dead links. Um, so while you know, digging around, uh, a lot of stuff just was just scrubbed. So there may be some explanations out there, but nothing that I was able to find, unfortunately. So yeah. it's not just not a whole lot to talk about behind the scenes for this album, which fucking sucks because yeah, Seven Dust fucking rules. Yeah, they fucking kick ass. You know what doesn't kick ass? Six Powder. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> Six uh, powder. I think I, I turned this. I think I turned this microphone off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Can you can you hear me? Um, miracle grow. Because <laughs> it's like seven dust is like a is like a weed killer. My head went to uh like um the like if you're going bald you put that on your head. <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying to think of? Like keeps or something like that. I saw uh, uh, a friend of ours. Um, uh, let me let me put it like this. He was a real Chad back in the day. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, saw him uh, just this weekend, actually. Oh, uh, interesting. And uh, he's wearing a hat. Oh. And he uh, he kind of took it took it off for a second and like scratched his head and. Wow. Yeah. It's completely bald, huh? Bald. Damn. It was a little 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 patchy patches up there that's so interesting and i was like hey bud he's like yeah i know <laughs> like immediately i was like hey uh I mean, yeah you could tell he was embarrassed by it damn well look i, was I like, mean he's like i got my hair bitch <laughs> <laughs> look at all this i can rub my fingers through it guess you shouldn't have been a sinner huh yeah <laughs> Um, so we, are, we are lucky that we have our hair. You know, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, some days I wake up and I'm 40. like, why? Why am I doing this? But uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's it's fine. I'm well, just ready for it to go like fully silver. I'm just, I, let's just go. We're both, you and I are both heading there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we both got the silvers going on. You know we're what? We're going to be salt and pepper boys. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> salt and pepper. <laughs> You be Patrick Stewart, I'll be Ian McKellen. Okay. <laughs> People will be like, what is okay. this? So these two Oklahoma dipshits in their 40s are playing two Englishmen pushing 80, but they're doing salt and pepper songs. Well, listening to okay. new metal. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh Let's let's just get into yeah, the album get, review. So uh, this album is about forty-one minutes long altogether. So very respectful of time, I would say. Short King, we love a short King. Oh my God, so much. So uh, let's kick it off here with the first track, the titular home. Home. What do you Some feel about chugga this? Chugga chuggas. How do you feel about this being an opening track? Um, I think I think it's a great opening track. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it really. Got a good build up here at the first, and then just a good punch. I mean, that low end just yeah. gr- grumble. Is that a word? <laughs> yeah. The like growl. To yeah. The, yeah. See, they still have some chugging, but they still have this like wow, wow. Yeah. Type of, yeah. They switch it up. Yeah. Take note, other bands mm-hmm. that recorded albums 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised uh, by looking at Wikipedia. Like, if you look at the track listing, it will tell you. Um, I love the background yelling. Oh, yes, yeah, Morgan Rose. Yeah. S- their voices together are just. It's great. Oh, okay. I love this. From left to right. Uh huh. This is what I referenced earlier with the POD. Mm. Party people from the front to the back, from the left to the right. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. They do left to right, and they do left to right, too. Wow, they both came out on the same day. I know. And I'm pretty sure both uh, Sonny from P.O.D. and Jean Witherspoon had uh, dreads at the same time as well. So, Wow. Damn, dude. 
This thing goes deeper than any of us can imagine. <laughs> it goes all the way to the top. That's how deep it is. <laughs> but oh man, boy. The, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Morgan's, Morgan's, uh, I mean, he, he's, he's a fucking phenomenal drummer. Oh my God. Like, I didn't really realize it. I mean, I knew he's a good drummer, obviously, yeah. but on this album, I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, like he really is just. Is there scratching in there? See, I, I was noticing all these little electronic flourishes this yeah. time. I don't know if it's because like my AirPods have better speakers in them now than like what I grew up with. I mean, most definitely that's the case. Yeah. But I was hearing all these like throughout the entire album. I was hearing stuff like this. I was like, did I? not listen to this album correctly like when, like 20 years ago like what happened but yeah it's like um you know you mean you're an 89 dodge spirit with three blown out speakers <laughs> you couldn't tell you know you wouldn't think it but it's true it wasn't as good um but it was uh it was a a, a surprise to me to listen back to it this way in uh 2023 yeah. the, the year of our lord uh, Satan so uh, to be able to like not only have nostalgia come back through and like oh I remember this part but then it was also like oh this other shit was here the whole time I just couldn't hear it because yeah <laughs> my system was shitty but there's no there's no um, credit for a DJ no I think it's uh, they dabble with electronics here and there okay. yeah like programming and stuff that or um, like guitar effects so yeah. it's possible that maybe they're like taking a pick and scratching it across the strings or something like that We'll say that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was home. Next yeah. up, we've got certified hood classic, denial. I don't believe you. Well, I promise. The fuck, he got me. Hmm? Bluff was gold. Uh, this was a this was a big song back in the day. I remember hearing this yes. on the radio a lot. This was a huge song. Yeah, it was also on uh, ATV Off Road Fury, which I played the shit out of. Oh, really? Yes. Um, hmm. I think it was on N64. Maybe it's PlayStation. PlayStation. Uh, but yeah, I I remember every time I would play, every time I would play it, you had like the option to like skip tracks. I would okay. sit there and skip to like this song and then play, and then like as soon as it was over, pause, skip back to it, and keep playing. Like yeah, uh, I was actually had a pretty good. I uh, also had a. Uh, a certain shade of green on there. Oh, Incubus. Also. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, had some had some banger tracks on there, but I love this. Fucking love this one. Yeah, this song's really good. Um, I haven't heard this song in a while, and uh, it was like, uh, I guess it was like coming home, man. I know. Oh. They Got were thinking it. in the head, man. They were playing two-dimensional chess, <laughs> dude. I love this chorus, too. Oh, of course. It's just soaring. I mean, this is the definition of a soaring chorus. Oh, yeah. Soaring chorus. Soaring chorus. Come to Six Flags. Soaring chorus. I am soaring chorus. He's looking at us. Who shall not pass? He's looking at us with his brown eye. <laughs> Weird. He's winking. He's <laughs> blowing smoke rings? <laughs> oh, that's not smoke. Bitch. Mm -hmm. I love this. That part right there, oh, it's so good. He is such a good fucking that singer, flourish. man. Like, yeah. He, um, the, uh, the next song uh, coming up, he uh, adds a little bit of stank onto the last chorus that I fucking love. Yeah. It gives me like the chills. I just fucking love it so much. But 
Um, I was surprised to find out, um, that's what I was saying earlier, I, I went to Wikipedia to get a lot of information for this uh, discussion, and yeah. I noticed on the track listing, you know how a lot of times for an album it will say uh, track number, song title, written you know, the, the time, but like in between it'll have, yeah, like written by, and most of the time it's like music by whomever. Right. This time, specifically, it was like lyrics by... Yeah. And so I, I'm just assuming that the band wrote the music together, essentially. But the lyrics were very specifically, like, listed out. And right. I was surprised to see maybe less than half of the songs were written by John Witherspoon. Yeah, I thought that was odd. Lyrically. And uh, I was like, wow, that's interesting. Because he has such a soulful, soulful voice. Yes. That it seems like it's coming from a very real place. And I don't mean to, like say oh he didn't write the lyrics they don't mean anything like he makes them fucking work like yeah absolutely. i don't know what the lyrics are but yeah. like the performance is like fucking there so just uh, standing o for that yeah uh standing o face mm -hmm. um no no I, I did notice that as well i thought that was very strange yeah um but maybe they were just like i i'm gonna assume it there was some collaboration going on yeah. and it was just I know crediting things can be weird, especially when you're working like as a group, mm -hmm. um, like in TV, in like television. Uh, you know, it, uh, there's always like writers' rooms, but specific episodes will be, will say, written by yeah. one person, mm -hmm. even though like they was probably written by a, a group by of a people. Team. And then people like punch up that person's script, right? Too, yeah. um, so I don't know if it was like maybe he, because uh, because was it. Uh, uh, Morgan, yeah, Wasn't Morgan and uh, Clint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like was on uh, as a the lyrical writer for most of these. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they were on them. like every single one of them. Yeah, or, except for one, except for one track. Well, yeah, one's good. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Head Trip. Oh, track three. God, this was like one of my go-to songs. Really? This, yeah, okay. this was like I remember specifically driving around to this song in my car like after uh, my shift at Pizza Hut was over yeah. it was like I don't know 2 a.m. Uh, yeah. on a Saturday night and I had to <laughs> listening to like one non-blown out speaker in my yeah. 89 Dodge Spirit <laughs> just driving around town it sounded like shit but I, I fucking loved it you know it just felt good oh, to yeah, be out yeah. and about and uh, I would just put the song on repeat and listen to it over and over again I just could not get enough of it yeah. and this song fucking holds up too I, I, oh, yeah. Going back into this re-listen, I expected the song to be my favorite, but it's not. But it was like it's like one in one A. It's like, right? It's one uh, weird pube picture away from from being there at number one fully. <laughs> Stop! Yeah, I, I think they really do themselves uh, a service by. Um, Having all of them sing, yes, uh, because Lejean, for as good of a singer as he is, I think he really is one of the best new metal singers. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, it just adds an extra layer of something interesting in there, because uh, it's got, almost got like call and response kind of thing, yeah, going yeah. on for, for for some of it. But see, this I, is Clint right here, so I, okay. I wonder how that conversation takes place amongst the band where they're like okay you sing this part I'm gonna sing this 
This is from Morgan. This is, you know, yeah. like how they get to the point where they're like, oh, you, you sing this because it's from this perspective. I'll sing this because it's from this one or yeah. wh- wh- what that is. They or, seem like a super cohesive band where I, yeah. th- I feel like they probably work that stuff out like while they're jamming. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I get the... I don't feel like this is uh, one of the bands where, you know, one guy uh, writes a song. and I, I'm sure... Well, it sounds like Morgan did a lot of the writing, but I, I it feels like just a vibe I get. I don't have anything to back this up, but it does feel like like they discovered this stuff through jamming it out mm-hmm. and just playing, which is how you know when when you're in a band. And part of the reason I say that is because they've been together for so long. Oh, I is I this where you were talking about? I used to think he was saying "shut the fuck up," but it's self-destruction. But oh, you know, I like my version better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but when a band's been together that long, like you just form this kind of like uh, weird sim- symbiosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've whenever I I played music for for a long time. We really, we both did. But I I played with um, our friend Adam. Yeah. Um, he is a, a drummer, phenomenal drummer. Yeah, uh, he and I were always in a band together. Yeah, um, we came as like a package duo. Mm-hmm. Um, but he and I had been playing together for so long. We've been playing together since we were like fifteen. Yeah, um, we just got to where we could like talk to each other, like through our instruments. And I know that sounds like maybe weird, but like also we've been friends since we were like seven or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we like he and I literally would just sit down me with my bass him with his drums and we would just not talk for hours and just jam and mm-hmm. just play little things and just throw things back and forth to each other. And that's how we would like write a lot of songs is mm-hmm. just sitting down and just fucking around and being like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's pick that up. Let's see if we can like work that out and, and kind of, you know, iron out some of the some of the details, some of the kinks on there. And uh, uh I kind of get that vibe from them where mm-hmm. it just, they feel so tight together that uh, they feel like a lot of it was probably like jammed out and, and kind of like worked out that way. Again, I have nothing to back that up. I could be completely wrong. But no. Yeah. I, I mean, like vibe. I get what you're saying. Uh, they do have a feel, especially on this album, like, Oh, they were writing this in the same room. Uh, maybe they weren't um, recording at the time, but it feels like yeah. they got together, wrote, some songs as like demos, if anything, and then everybody knew their parts. They went into the studio and yeah, uh, maybe zhuzhed it up a little bit here and there. But yeah. uh, it's just it has a very live feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like any of these songs, you could put in a live setting and it would just destroy the crowd. You oh, know, fuck hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And I realized that it wasn't that song that I was thinking of with the uh, oh, the, with the, the final chorus part, but it's it's coming up here. Okay, uh, let's move to track four, which is insecure. Insecure. I don't know how much to say about this one. I think uh, this song, like, there are a few of these songs where I kind of remember the intro to them, and I remember, like, just skipping past them back in the day because I was like, ah, there's so many other, like, bangers on this album that I just kind of wanted to get to those. But when I was going back through and listening to this album from uh, beginning to end over the past week, I've probably listened to this maybe, like, four or five times at this point. Yeah. Because uh, it's a it's a quick listen, um, and I was like, man, I don't really know 
that there are any songs on here that are just like straight up bad mm-hmm. and like even though the songs that I used to skip I'm hearing now for more or less the first time and I'm like these ain't bad honestly these pretty good oh yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah this is just an instrumental little uh, short thing here. yeah so next up we got reconnect maybe that's why I skipped it back in the day it was like oh this is not yeah you know, it's, it's just a little instrumental like intro to this song essentially and again, this leads me down the path of, are they just putting tracks on here to fill out the required number of songs? Because again, there's one coming up. There's one coming yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the that they went there, but uh, I like this song. Uh, I like its chorus a lot. Yeah. There is, there is a rape lyric. Oh, no. Now... It's not that bad. Uh, uh, really, though, uh, because it's like something like like you you rape me or, or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not not like that one. Yeah. Uh, we From the previous about. album, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God damn it! That pisses me off, dude. I so when I was listening to this, I listened to this album, uh, re-listened to it twice over the past week, and then. After that second time, I was like, now it makes me want to go back and revisit the first one. So I just go back through some of those songs. And I got to that that song you're talking about. And I fucking love the intro to that song. But then it got to the chorus. I'm like, I just, I feel so uncomfortable listening to that now. Now that I know what the lyric is, I'm just like, ugh. I know. Can't do it. So it's so glad the history is past. You hate me. You love me. I will never make fast. You rape me. You hate me. So I think it's maybe maybe not sexual rape. Maybe it's like you know, like used as a metaphor for right. yeah, yeah. Um, being taken advantage of or something yeah. like that. Is it on this song? Yes. Oh, okay. But uh, this is the only one I caught. Okay. Um. So it's it's not nearly as bad. And again, that that song that you're referencing, mm. the when you hear the background for it. It's not. I'm not gonna say it, it makes it like a whole lot better, but it like gives you some understanding of what he's talking about. Yeah, the the, the con, the overall context of the the lyrics helps. Right, is how he felt raped. Yeah. Um, so like, okay, but the, the the way it comes across initially without knowing <laughs> that background, not great. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, his voice. Oh, goddamn, just. That's why whenever I gave my, if I could build my 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 dream team, new metal band, I, I couldn't help but put Lejean as my singer, man. I mean, it's fucking solid. Dude can do it all. Uh, I would say that he's probably in like my top five favorite vocalists of all time. He's an all timer for me. That's fair. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's got that. It's like you remember the band Living Color. Uh, yeah, it, it's got that vibe. Um, yeah, wow, uh, good connection. I wouldn't have thought about that. It kind of reminds me of like early Incubus a little bit too. Yeah. Um, sort sort of what uh, uh, Mike Patton did on like early Faith No More. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you would call that vocal styling, but there was like a short window of time in like that late '80s, early '90s uh, that, that had a lot of bands that were doing that. 
Uh, next up, we got Waffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this might be my favorite song. Real? Okay. You had this look on your face of like, oh, do you hate this song? I fucking love this song. I remember back in the day hearing that because Denial came out, this big hit. Um, yeah. It, you know, I liked the first album, so I was going to more than likely buy the second one. So Denial came out. I was like, okay, yeah, the, they still kick ass. I'm going to go and buy this. And yeah. then I was listening through. It was like, ah, I don't know which. Like, I had my favorites. So when they released Waffle as a second single, I was like, I don't know if this would have been my pick. But now, going yeah. back to rediscover it, you know, 20 plus years later, I was like, oh, this song fucking kicks fucking ass. Oh. Like, this part of the song. I love this part. Is like the calm before the storm to me. Yeah. And this is the song I was meaning to say. Uh, that last chorus on this one is just. Oh, okay. He really, yeah, like. Yeah digs deep down into his diaphragm. He might have had to have a transplant uh, yeah. after this. Trans? Hey, hey, easy, easy. I love the little, like, laser noises. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the chorus. Love this. Like the little, like, zhuzhing of the hi-hats. Yes. Yep. That cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's God everything. Damn. That's it's it. It's so simple, but it adds so much. So many bands could learn just from that right there. Yeah, because a lot of bands would have just like powered through with exactly. the chugging and everything. Like, duh, 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 duh. But yep. this is very much a case of less is more. Yes. And it highlights. It like helps punctuate the vocals. It just like, man, it just it's fucking stellar songwriting. Truly. Yeah. It's incredible. There are people that don't listen to heavy music. And, you know, an argument could be made that a lot of heavy music sounds the same. But if you're yeah, a connoisseur like we are, you can pick out these differences, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. If, if somebody came up to me, somebody who didn't listen to heavy music came up to me and was like, oh, Corner and Limp Biscuit sound the same, I'd be like... I guess if you're an idiot, sure, you know. <laughs> but to me, there's like a clear delineation between them, you know. Yes. Like they're oh, sure they're both both food-based bands, but outside of that, yeah, and maybe like three other things. There's it's totally different, you know. <laughs> All right, here, uh, crank this up because we yeah. gotta listen to this this course. We we drums are just all over the place, just fucking killing it. Yeah. Now we've heard the chorus twice at this point. Now we're going to dig deep for this last one. Man. Like, I've, I've got goosebumps right now. He does. I can yeah. confirm. He has goosebumps. Yeah. You ever hear people refer to them as goose pimples? Yeah, that's weird. That's disgusting. I don't like that. I know. Who does that? I think... I want to... I really want to blame England, but I feel like I've heard Americans <laughs> say it before. Limp Canadians. Throw, I can't. Throw I a can't. spread it around. I, I, I can't play those guys. But kind of like we were talking about with P.O.D. where it's like the rhythms, the rhythm. Jet. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little stinker. <laughs> uh, like uh, the, the rhythm uh, were, ju- were just so like straight down the line. Yeah. Like nothing interesting. But that song right there. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Like kind of staccato, like really like chopped up uh, uh, rhythm on it just just fucking makes that song. Yeah. Especially makes it just 
like slap so much harder. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm, God damn. I love that. Damn. Um, next up we got, uh, Rumblefish, uh, later known as ass drop. Yep. <laughs> uh, huh. drop those asses. That was the time. Track seven. Uh, my favorite number is seven. I don't know why. I just always gravitate toward it. Sure. And there are a lot of albums that I grew up with where like track seven was like a highlight for me. It may not be my favorite yeah. song on the album, but it's like usually there's like a banger of some sort involved around that sequencing. Right. And uh, this one like fucking proves the rule for me because this yeah. one, god damn. I saw a, uh, this is like years ago, like before YouTube took off, but I remember seeing online, so some website that most definitely gave my computer a virus. Uh, it was a performance of uh, Seven Dust performing the song live. I th- it might have been at Woodstock 99, and it's just, they went so fucking hard with it. Yeah. So good. Especially when we get to the, um, uh, the like chorus. Or, I'm sorry, not the chorus, the uh, the bridge with the, like, get up, get up part. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I put great. on here specifically, I love the bridge. Oh, my God. And there's, like, a, there's kind of, like, a uh, breakdown that happens. Oh, it sounds like a lot of like bridges around America. <laughs> Ouch. Got him. Our infrastructure sucks. <laughs> Out here talking shit about England, and they're like, your shit sucks, bruv. Um, there are a lot of song titles on this album that wholly unrelated to the lyrical content, you know. Yeah. But I kind of like that, like waffle. That doesn't have it. There's no mention of any type of breakfast food in that entire ass song, you well, know. Apparently, and, and and this was apparently Sharon Osbourne had something to do with it. Huh. Uh, but I, I tried to to bring up the interview, but it was like a broken link, so oh. I, I didn't. I just found that somewhere I don't remember where I read it but uh, apparently Sharon Osbourne somehow had something to do with that so weird Awful. it just it seems like a lot of these are just like um oh boy this yeah crank it up oh I guess they're done playing I guess we can go to the bathroom then god damn Like the whole crowd, it was just like a sea of people just like bouncing up and down. Incredible. Like there's something, there's something like primal about that to be able to like control a crowd like that, and it's just like everyone just knows instinctively. Oh, I need to reinforce my knees for this part because I'm gonna do a lot of like bouncing around. Yeah. And you can't help but just like. Like move part of your body. Yeah, Even yeah. when I'm like at when I was listening to this, like at my desk working, and that part happens, I'm just like, yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Yeah. Well, like so, again, the the title Rumblefish comes from a book, right? Yes. Doesn't have something to do with Oklahoma. Does it take place in Oklahoma? Uh, or by an Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, written by S. E. Hinton. Um. Uh, directed by uh, Sofia Coppola. I believe. Yeah, Sofia Coppola. Uh, but it was filmed in Tulsa. Oh, it's a uh, movie. Rumblefish. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Good. Star- uh, starring uh, Mickey Rourke and... Edward James Olmos. Matt Dillon, I believe. Yeah, Matt Dillon and Mickey Rourke. Um, got Tom Waits in it. Uh, he's in Ophelia's. Hmm. That uh, downtown bar. 
Uh, they shoot uh, a scene in Ophelia's. Mm-hmm. Um, they shoot part of it uh, underneath the 21st Street Bridge over there on the Arkansas River. Mm-hmm. And uh, the motorcycle... Oh, God, what is the motorcycle? The motorcycle kid rides again or something like that. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, that's like spray painted on the on the on underneath the bridge, mm. uh, and people will go down there and, and spray paint motorcycle motorcycle kid rides again all the time. Interesting. So, so if you you can ride a bike path that goes underneath the Twenty First Street Bridge, and you, certain people have spray painted that multiple times in the past. Um, I don't know who these people are. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, it was me. I did oh it. my god, I did it a bunch. A twist. Do you think and people uh, would cover it up and I would just do it again? Do you think when um. Tom Waits was here. He like went to a, a sit down restaurant, like a fancy sit down restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Mr. Waits, we have your table for you." Mm-hmm. He just like continued to sit in the little like lobby area. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Madam, I don't think you understand. Tom doesn't eat. Tom Waits." <laughs> okay, I thought so. That's what I heard too. I heard it on a pod- podcast. Well, it's uh, Tom Waits. Uh, this next song. Do you ever listen? Do you ever listen to an interview with Tom Waits? He sounds like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Well, so Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah. Literally where he got it from. Yeah, literally I, got it from. That. I heard about that like a few years after uh, the Dark Knight had come out, and uh, yeah. you know it was a, a great movie. Then I saw that uh, footage. And it was like, this is like a one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Comparison is just like wow, uncanny. This is this can just come from anywhere, you know. Yeah. So if like, imagine if you were to like get hired for a movie, movie role, mm-hmm. and then your like impression is just like an impression of another guy. comedy all star, uh, <laughs> Seth Morris as Bob Duca. You're just like, eh, cares. I know It's me, your father. I am a huge Tom Waits fan. I fucking love Tom Waits. Uh, I did uh, going out west at a karaoke uh, a few months ago. Going out west. Going out west where the wind blows tall. But Tony is a user, use a date, my mom. Is that how you sang it? Uh, well, I did the I did the Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, they, uh. they do a cover of it, which is a little bit cleaner. So I did more. Because it's just it's really hard on the voice to do Tom Waits. It looked like it was painful just now. Yes, yeah. that's why I was asking. Yeah. So I did I did a little bit a uh, little bit cleaner version, but uh, it, it's written by Tom Waits. You're like, look, uh, everyone. I need everyone to just know I'm not going to do the Tom Waits version because it's gonna blow up my voice. I don't I don't want to do that. I just hear I'm just here to entertain. So instead of doing his voice, I'm gonna do the Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> DJ Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> well, I know karate. <laughs> Voodoo too. That's a, literally a line from Going Out West. Holy shit. I know karate. Voodoo too. I'm going to make myself available to you. Yeah, I swim to the butt. I don't need no makeup. I got real skies. I got hair on my chest. I look good without a shirt. I mean, goddamn. It's so good. All right. <laughs> Licking creme. Track eight. Holy shit. Here we go. Now look, I've mentioned this before on a recent album review where we go through the album. We enjoyed the album. A lot of people say Very Bye-bye. good album. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, Limp Biscuit's significant other. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about specifically. A lot of fucking bangers on that album. Yep. A lot of just like genuinely great songs. So mm-hmm. much fun to listen to. 
But that one song with uh, Jonathan Davis from Corn and Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Uh, Nobody Like You. So good. It transcends the genre. It transcends music. If we yeah. have to send like a um, pop culture to an alien culture, put that song in there. Put this fucking song on there. This song is a god tier new metal song to me. Agreed. I could listen to this song every day and love it every time. Let me ask you: Is this the first female? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure there's been some female vocals, like, but is this the first prominent featured female vocalist we've had in new metal so hmm. far? This is an interesting question. I feel like there was something that came up. Let me let me look back at our list here to see what we had. Um, I know she's not the lead singer, but uh, I mean, we had the. Uh, I mean, she kind of is on this song, and like with good yeah. reason. Sure. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do like that. Lejean is like a tremendous singer, but even still, he's like, I want you to sing the majority of the song, yeah. and all I will do backup vocals. And Love it. the way their vocals like interact with each other, so fucking good. Oh, when she hits that, uh, those three big notes, four notes, she fucking kills it. It's incredible. Like this is, it's it's almost legally too good to exist, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, well, I mean, okay. So we go back through our. Our list of albums okay. we've discussed. Yeah. An argument could be made. Okay. As far as if a female feature on a track primarily by male artists. Okay. Argument could be made. Devil Without a Cause. That uh, that oh, song right. with the tribute to the old school or whatever. Uh, has that, Jesus. That one uh, yeah. lady who like raps the verse. That we couldn't find any information on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, okay. that might be it. Beyond that, it's uh, somebody's like girlfriend at the time that sang backup vocals on that one Deptone song. It's like the last track. Right. Uh, I think Art it was on uh, Adrenaline. Or maybe, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it's on the uh, Around the Fur. Yeah. 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 yeah she yeah, just fucking slays this. I was really just shocked that they were that big in Europe. I'm like, man, I've never heard this band that I'm aware of. Yeah, like, I listened to a couple of their, like, most popular songs. I was like, I, this doesn't sound familiar to me, you know? But, yeah. um... Except look, we got Grasp. Grasp. See, I don't have much to say about this one. Yeah, this is one of those songs where I, um... Definitely skipped it yeah. back in the day because of this. Like, I'm, I'm just... Like, my body is still vibrating from licking cream. 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 Licking cream. Um, licked eye cream. And uh, <laughs> then I kind of get to that more melodic, good Lord, melodic guitar melodic. part. And uh, I was like, I don't, I just, I, I, I can't right now, you know? Yeah. I just got to, I just came off a banger. I, I'm on a banger high at this point. Right. I'm ready for a banger mash, you know? No, this this song is okay. I don't think it's bad. No, but right, it's, yeah, I'm with you. You know, but on an album full of bangers, it's bangish. Yeah, definitely not bad. No, I do like this chorus. Yeah, 
but it doesn't have quite just the punch that some of right. the other ones do. Yeah. It's good, but just not, not quite there. What do you think about the uh, the bass on this this album? I, it's, it stood out to me way more now than it did back in the day because yeah. one, I know you, and now I have like sympathy for bass players, and uh, two, sympathy for the bass player. <laughs> and two, uh, you know, my my earbuds just have like so much better sound than right. what I listened to back in the day, and I could like pick out everything and. I I dug uh, Vince Hornsby's tone. I this. do appreciate that it, it is more it is very bass forward, but he's not really doing anything. He's showing up and he's doing a good job, mm-hmm. but he's not really like dropping the jaw over here on yeah. anything. Um, I think this album is mixed really well. Oh, me too. Um, so so it you know makes it makes everything pop when you do it like that but um it sounds like i feel like he could be doing he could be throwing a little bit more in there than he does right here it sounds like they mic'd a cricket yeah and like it's like ran it through a filter it's like you're part of the band now jiminy get in there you know did you ever see the episode of nathan for you where he uh, tried to make the uh the smoke alarm uh band Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. God damn, what a fucking show. I guess he's got a new show coming out on Stars. It's going to be on Paramount Plus, I think. Oh, is it really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. It's with Emma Stone. That's who it is. Yeah. I was like, wow, these two together. Okay. I don't, so I don't know what it's about. I just know he's involved, and so am I. Did you watch the rehearsal? Yep. That was, that, that went on a fucking journey. Holy shit. That show. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, don't look up anything on it. Just go start watching the rehearsal. It's it's a and be prepared to see the most interesting thing you've ever seen. In your uh huh. Yeah. I don't even know how I would begin to describe that show to someone. I I tried. I pitched this to my friend Stephen from uh, Let's Talk yeah. About Stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not really into cringe comedy." I'm like. I think I might be because this I cannot get enough of it. It is very much that to a T. Yes. But it's just like when he does it, he's like the best to ever do it. It's so uncomfortable. And there's so many times I like put my hand up to my face where I'm like, oh my God, this has to be so uncomfortable. Like I can't imagine being someone who edits that show together. Yeah. And having to like piece this together. You'd be like, you want this scene? I think longer? he's pretty heavily involved in the editing, from what I understand. Man, especially with that show. Damn. Um, yeah, he's a he's a goddamn genius. Oh he's God. a fucking genius. See. Like the rehearsal, I, I just it was great. I was trying to talk my wife into it, and I'm like, you just have to watch this. Just and she's like, I don't know. And as soon as we finish the first episode, she's like, What has happened? What is gonna happen? I'm like, just watch, mm-hmm. watch, and. I just th- here it is. This is life. <laughs> this is it, yeah. It, it is. It is a work of art. It it, it, it transcends cringe comedy. And uh-huh. it, it truly is like a a uh, just a work of art. Okay. Um. Next up, we got crumpled. Oh, you got a do we do we because uh it's like you said crumbled crack- crumpled yeah yeah. It's, I, I, Wikipedia says crumbled, and then both of our streaming services say crumpled. So, yeah. I don't. There's crumbled. 
And then we got <laughs> Licking Cream versus Licking Claim. Yeah. I, I don't know what's versus going on. Versus Astrop. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> um, is this the heaviest song on the album? Uh, I don't know. It feels like it's the heaviest song on the album. This feels like a... I remember this intro from back in the day. Yeah. But I, I think I like... Shitting on your titties. Shitting on your titties. And I'm coming on them What? Oh, yeah. See, I like the bass tone on this. Yeah. It's a good bass tone. Yeah. It's just not not really... Not super complicated. Yeah. He could be throwing some more... He's following the guitar pretty pretty down the middle, but... I I feel like the way that his bass interacts with the bass drum uh, is... Is pretty like in the pocket. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. they really work together as a team to like drive a lot of this, a lot of these songs forward. I think that's again going back to the chugging from other bands. Yeah, is they don't really have that like interaction or that interplay to like kind of meet together and push things forward. Kind of gang vocals. Yeah, a little bit. It's just it's just so chuggy and heavy. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he kind of loses the melody a little bit. Like the melody isn't. It's not bad. Like on the verses, you mean? Uh, yeah, like yeah. like right here. His chorus, I feel like, could be ironed out a little bit better. This is perfection. Yeah. So when you saw Seven Dust live. Uh, were you able to see like Morgan Rose playing drums pretty clearly? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, and he was singing too. He was. Yeah, he's going got one of those nuts. Those mics that like pop stars wear. They're like yeah. attached to their faces, and it's so. Uh, I don't know. It seems like unique to see a drummer do that. You know. Yeah. Because most of the time they don't they don't do that. Like uh, Taylor Hawkins, uh, rest in peace, uh, yeah. from Foo Fighters. He had like an actual microphone that was like. On a boom, like next to him, that he would like kind of lean toward and sing into. Yeah. Versus just like having a microphone strapped to your face. Right. Like, you know, screaming that part as you're uh, wailing on the drums. Stuck right here. You got some room to play, Bo. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just play two notes. You could throw some flourishes in there. But he doesn't. I don't know if that's, uh, that's his thing. You know, I understand what you're saying, but I'm not saying he has to be slapping it or anything. But uh, you could throw a few more notes in there, mm-hmm. uh, just to make it, just to give it a little bit more something. But yeah, I think they are going for a little bit more chuggy. But uh, yeah, I just feel like feel like he could be doing a little bit more. But that'd be my only kind of like thing about this album is like the bass, even the guitar. It's not bad, but it's not really doing anything like super unique or it doesn't need to be complicated. It just it's very much down the line. It's very good, but it's down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I still I still still love it all. Yeah, I'm just glad that when listening to this, you can like easily pick out the bass feel so oh yeah yeah yeah. Like, yeah. again the, the mixing and the bass tone is, is really good mm-hmm. i love those little just <laughs> yeah. the little things you know it's like an attention to detail that Sounds really like, like, makes it work a sample from uh n64's golden eye <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
And I feel like, again, this is another one of these songs that I used to skip back in the day, but then I've listened to it a few times this past week. I was like, damn, I like this song a lot, too. Yeah. Good harmony. Mm -hmm. They're just so tight. Yeah. They're super tight as a band. Um, even though it's maybe not the most complicated. Um, the, the rhythms are really complex. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that makes up for maybe some lack of like guitar and bass flourishes on there. But uh, That and it helps you keep track of like where you're at in the song, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, if it's just like constant right. strumming or whatever, it's just like, oh, this... Uh, I don't know where we're, where we're at. Is this the second verse? What is this? And it makes it feel harder. Like, if you play at the same level and intensity the entire song, you don't really build those highs and lows. Yeah. Um, whenever they do this, like, like this, they, they, they cut out and bring it back, and then they drop into this, like, hard chugging. It really just makes your body, like, react to it, like, yeah. involuntarily. But whenever you're just, like cold chamber we kind of use as the punching bag as just being like playing all the way through every note every strum is just nah, 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 down the line yeah it, you never build up that anticipation mm. um and so yeah th this is just a perfect example of how to make a how to make a heavy song feel heavier yeah you know? yeah um, like, if you want me to believe that truck is big, then you got it. Big truck. <laughs> yeah, truck. Oh, God. So yeah. glad. We... So glad. But, yeah, this this maybe isn't one of my favorites. This is, an, this is one that, uh, uh, what was it, Grasp, maybe? or Yeah, I think... Uh, Kind of everything since Licking Cream, for the most part. I did like Crumpled, the last song, a lot. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, th this this is another one that... Mm, they've, got, they've got, yeah, pretty much like two songs on here that are a little kind of... Mm, not bad, like we said. Not, not bad at all, but just kind of... The good, you know, you one of the not. one of the things that um, separates this album from some more recent, at the time, new metal releases is they didn't really include like uh, after songs are over, you just move on to the next song. There's no like hidden tracks like built in right. to the the album. Yeah. Now, we've already talked about uh, track four, "Insecure," as like an instrumental lead in to the next next song. So. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, let's talk about, here we are on uh, track 12, yeah. the shortest song on this album by far at only eight seconds. Now, this song is credited with lyrics by Vince Hornby, yeah. Hornsby from uh, your Tulsa Drillers. No, that's the wrong Hornsby. Um, from uh, playing bass on this album. Yep. And, um, well, uh, crank it up and let's, let's give a listen to this uh, eight seconds. Hell yeah. There you go. That was a banger. 
Um, all right, so here we are, last track, track Except thirteen, Bender. Featuring kiss my metal ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, featuring Chino Marino and Troy McLaughlin. No, I won't do it. I love Chino's. <laughs> I love it. See, it just doesn't scream cocaine to me. Chino scream, man. It's just unhinged. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That part right Great there. Great chorus. Is, is LeJean singing? Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, on the chorus. He's uh, The only part he sings lead on is like the bridge to the song. Okay. Otherwise, this is another instance of LeJean Witherspoon, just fucking incredible vocalist, stepping to the side, being like, hey, you want to come sing a song with us? Yeah. Jump in it. Respect. Yeah. Incredible. Like, I. Respect. <laughs> Jet. I'm a little stinker. But yeah, this this is the last track on this album, and yeah. this song is so fucking good. Yeah. That like after this song ends and the album ends, I'm like, let's go again. You know, especially back in the day when you had like an actual physical CD, one at a time you would have in your CD player, like your car CD player, and you yeah. don't want to take it out. You're driving or whatever. And uh, you're just like, fuck it, let's just just keep it going. Yeah. Ending on a song that is um, just ending on a song that's a banger. Makes you want to dive back into it, you know? Yeah. God, it's so good with that chugga. Mm-hmm. This does seem like one of those just studio fuck around songs, but it just turned like out great. Crane is being strangled in the background. <laughs> See, this is LeJean. Like when you hire Chino Marino, yeah, for a guest spot on your album, you get Chino Marino. Like he's get all Chino, baby. That's you get what you get. It's all I've ever and wanted. you don't complain about it. You know, like sure, his performance here varies wildly from uh, the the corn feature when they did. Um, fuck, what is that? Is that song? him? Uh, that's got to be him. Oh, yeah, that's Gino right there. And he wraps up the album as well. This. Perfect. No notes. (laughs) Perfect. No notes. No notes. Uh, What a way to end that album, you know? Truly. Um, I do feel like a lot of the best songs are front-loaded, but there's still some, like, legitimately great stuff 
yeah. there at the end. Like I Absolutely. think two of the best songs on the album are the the last half of it. So yeah, uh, a a fun listen uh, for the album. My brain is shutting down. Uh, yeah. It's a, a good album to listen back to. Blah 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 blah. All the normal bullshit I normally say. Who cares? Okay, so let's do uh, um, our ratings for this album. So Seven Dust Home. What are you thinking, Ross? Seven strings out of seven strings. Uh, this guy gets a big old fat six strings from me, baby. Okay, all right. Um, you know, seven. You got, seven's got to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. Yeah, it's very close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you know a couple of those later tracks uh, maybe got reworked or or fleshed out a little bit more, uh, you could hit this at a seven. But uh, I am very confident in saying that uh, I think this is a, a six-string album, and that ain't no slouch. No, it's really not. And I'm going to give the same score. Hell yeah. Uh, I, God, I was so ready to give this a seven, but it's just – I just couldn't get I there, know. you know? Uh, it's got to be perfect. That's the problem with a seven. It's got to be perfect. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are uh, steps toward that. Mm-hmm. But I remember buying their next album, Animosity, back in the day and liking, like, one song. Yeah. I think it was a, a pretty big departure from uh, what I was used to. But yeah. I've heard that Seven Dust is getting ready to – maybe they're doing it now, but they're doing the, like, Animosity, uh, like, album tour or something like that where they're playing it in its entirety. So hmm. it, it must be, like, one of their – uh, best-selling albums or best-reviewed albums so a, a lot of fans for it so huh, i am looking okay. forward to going back to revisit that at some point just uh you know i i, I don't have high expectations just because you know it, it wasn't my i don't have nostalgia attached to it like i do now but uh for this one yeah I, i'm i'm oh. definitely with you on a uh oh, a six so they had an album come out this year i guess i mm-hmm. did not realize that yeah yeah interesting okay i'm gonna have to check that out they did a um Oh God, they! I think it was in 2020, or maybe 2021. They put out a uh, a Soundgarden cover, and maybe we talked about that before. We played it. Oh, okay, yeah, yes. And it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. it was very. It was very, very good. Um, uh, it was yeah, a day I tried to live. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, which is I one of my favorite. Holy shit, he uh, sang the shit out of that song. Yeah, and the the Damn. five. Yeah, God, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what a vocal it. performance. Uh, the band, the five-piece band, is still together. Like Clint left for like a few albums. I think he played with Corn briefly and whatnot. But oh, uh, okay. look, they they've been back together for years. Yeah, at this point. So I I would be um, curious to check out some of that that newer stuff. But uh, yeah. uh, like I said, this is a step in the right direction. We I just looked it up and we gave the uh, first Seven Dust album. We both gave it a five. So now we're both at a six. So, can they get to a seven? Who knows? I remember liking their album Seasons an awful lot. So, okay, maybe maybe that's the one. I don't know. I don't think I listened to much anything past this. Um, mm-hmm. Not for any particular reason. Just uh, just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I was moving on to other. Me- I was I was in college and I was listening to like Flaming Lips and fucking Smiths and all that fucking pretentious college bullshit. <laughs> um, sorry. I Sorry, mean, that is what it is, you know. Uh, so I was like, "This music," uh, but that only lasted a few years. And I was like, "You're pretentious. This music's so good." 
Um, Whereas I was like not going to school, just hanging out at Best Buy, like, oh, Vanilla Ice put out another album. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, he's bipolar. <laughs> I guess he likes two different cold climates. <laughs> um, You're a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. You're really smart. <laughs> uh, okay, we've given our rankings. Uh, you know, we this album came out on the same day as P.O.D.'s album, but I have to ask, where do you think New Metal is at this point? I mean, this is just another uh, feather in the cap for New Metal. This That's, is, yeah. I mean, we're still riding high. Still riding high. This is this is this is great. This is fucking great. I right. loved this album. This is so much fun to listen to. I, I again, I'm going to urge our listeners to give this full album a spin because yeah. like we we got to choose these numbers get in your car mm-hmm. um you know if you're by yourself great um but but you know uh crank this bitch up and just drive yeah aggressively mm-hmm. and fucking you you will nut i give <laughs> you a nut guarantee yeah uh no this this uh this is just a great driving around. Like you were saying, you used to get off at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, that that feels like the the appropriate time to just like Saturday night, mm-hmm. late. You're you know driving around streets and it's dark and there's nobody hardly out and you just got your windows rolled down and this fucking cranking out your speakers like god damn that sounds like a good ass time to me. There was this Apple event that happened back in I don't know it was like maybe twenty. 16 2017 something like that they were mm. unveiling some product or service and uh the lady that came on stage she um had mentioned that uh here's what i like to listen to maybe they were announcing apple music or whatever and she like had the uh, the big screen behind her and everything she's like here's what my screen looks like and uh there was a picture of seven dust newest album on there it's like oh. this, this huge image and she was like as you can tell from this, I'm a metalhead. And then I remember thinking at the time, I was like, but is that like metal? And I was like, but like Seven Dust? And now I'm like, fuck yeah, Seven Dust, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Especially this. Especially this is fucking metal. This is metal. Yeah. Well, like, I feel that, look, we haven't given Seven Dust a seven string album review at this point, but I do feel like they are a seven string band, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Th- they've got enough bangers between like, their eras of material that it's just yeah. like you just gotta keep if it you were to take the first album and this album and trim off a couple of the like kind of you know b-level stuff you could make an you could make a seven string album mm-hmm. out of those two easily easily what do you think the production difference is between the first album and the second one Oof, it just sounds really, like i'd have to go back and listen but th- yeah. this just sounds fucking perfect like, yeah I, I i was shocked at how how quality this sounds and like it hasn't been remixed or remastered um because you know a lot of bands will do that they'll remaster um uh, unless you're uh 20th Metall- anniversary or unless you're metallica's and justice for all well uh, russian power base <laughs> sorry jason ouch hey you'll get him next time champ <laughs> <laughs> um no no i mean i it it uh what was he saying it's good uh <laughs> You're talking about the remastering. Some bands oh, will yeah, remaster. Yeah. Uh, this, this does not need any remastering. Mm-hmm. Sort of like uh, uh, is uh, the Rage Against the Machine. The first one, uh, the first album is like it's got like bomb track on it and stuff. Um, is it with, uh, with the monk that's like self-immolating yeah. on the cover? God damn it, what is that? Um, 
is it just self-titled? But like, that's another one where it's like, no notes. Like, it still holds up. It still sonically sounds perfect. Like somehow or another, they cracked the code and made everybody. The, the mixing is just at just pinnacle. Um, yeah, it is just self-titled okay. that Rage album. Yeah. That's so ah, I guess I never like thought about that. That's that. That's another album that I think like you you put on and it's just like yes, this is sonically perfect the entire way through. Um, from Tudor to Snooter, Tudor to Snoot. Hell yeah. Um, but yes, like I said, put this album on late night, crank it, crank off. <laughs> You're living large, brother. You might rip your dick off of your body, <laughs> yeah. or your clit, or your clit, Sorry. or both. Look, look. Hey. Everyone can dismantle their own crotches yes. as you see fit. Feel free. Absolutely. Free country. Uh, and I uh, agree with everything you said. I don't, yeah, that's, you, you said it. Um, <laughs> so next week, we're going to do on our Hidden Track episode, we're going to do another yeah. music catch up episode. So yeah. just kind of sit down and talk about the stuff we're listening to currently and uh, what's uh, checking those boxes. What's uh, ripping our crotches? <laughs> Check the box, but the crotch. <laughs> Spaghetti box. Skitty bit bop. Yeah. And then after that, ski ski Remember that song? Ba 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 ba. No, what are you talking about? It's like some European. I don't know. Move past it. Okay. Well, let's move past the hidden track episode onto the next album review. Yes. What's the next? That we'll be discussing. So I don't know these beforehand, by the way. No, it's always a surprise to me. You do have access to the Google Doc, but I'm not going to look at it. It's funner this way. I'm not going to look at it. I don't want to spoil it. I've been tempted to. I'm not going to spoil it. Well, let me spoil this one for you. Spoil it. Because on the next album review episode. Are you Stephanie Brown? On the next. I don't know who that is. Spoiler. Oh. Come on, man. My head went to um, like a TV journalist, and I should have known better. You should have known better. Yeah. This is on me. Tim Drake's woman, man. Not disrespected. But for a time. He's since moved on. A different type of butt. Hmm. Dick butt. (laughs) I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean. Uh, So on the next album review episode, episode 37, we will discuss another sophomore effort by a band who does some chugging. Listeners, the time has come for us to revisit Cold Chamber by listening to chamber music. So, brace for impact on that one. Now, look, when I looked at the Google Doc sheet, I was heart heartbroken. Crestfallen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my toothpaste just fell right to the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, God damn it. Because that was... Uh, for the, the beginning of the podcast, that was like dark times, you know? Yeah. We, first first few albums were pretty good, but then we hit that one. And uh, like we coupled that one up with Power Man 5000 at the time because they were like, what are, there's not a whole lot of stuff to talk about on uh, on these two. And uh, like we learned a lesson about Power Man 5000. Very important lesson from Spider One. Sure. Respect. Yeah. All respect. Cold Chamber. Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> Between like Need Cold Chamber time. and like Cold, that first Cold album. Oh, God. I and like, I totally, I couldn't even name or th- that is just 
liquid through my fingers. Yep. I don't know any. Yeah. And uh, maybe the, like the the first Head PE album. Whatever the case. Yeah. Uh, we did not have a good experience with the first Cold Chamber album. Negative. That said, I uh, am familiar with like, I think one, maybe two songs on this album. Okay. But just like barely. Yeah. But I'm I'm trying to go into this with a positive attitude. Okay. Maybe this one. Look, I'm gonna uh, temper my expectations. I'm not expecting yeah. greatness, uh, but I'm I'm hopeful that this effort is better. You know, they would have had some yeah. time out on the road. Maybe they learned a few things about how they like to perform songs. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to keep a positive attitude. We'll see how far that gets me. Uh, for that that album review episode. So uh, yeah, yeah, stick around for that. I Fuck. Guess. Okay. Yeah. Well. So. Cold Chamber, Chamber Music, on the next album review episode of the Nudist Colony. Okay. So, uh, did you know that uh, that uh, uh, the uh, but the uh, the dr- uh, the drummer for for fuck for Cold Chamber for Seven Dust? Oh, Morgan Rose, yeah, was, was married, married to, to uh, the, the bass player. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was hot. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Oh, about okay, that. cool. There's a link in the two. <laughs> okay. Um. Look, we, all of our contact information is in the show notes. Uh, you can find a link uh, to our Spotify playlist there as well. Mm-hmm. So you can go through and listen to all of the albums we've discussed so far. Peep game. To your heart's content. Yeah. And if you don't like any of it, don't blame us. Who cares? We just put the fucking playlist together. Yep. It's not my fault. I didn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's all the words I have to say tonight. So, Ross, why don't you bring it on home? Where's this going? Buffalo soldier. (laughs) Dread like my dad does. Big ups to Tommy Rita. From your son, Chet. Get fucked. I don't know. I don't know. know. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Fantastic. Uh, bye.